Hi friend, and welcome to the Temple Care Podcast. This is a place where we take a faith-based approach to mental and physical health. I am your host, Erica Pizzo. I'm happy to be here with you guys today. I wanted to go through a book that I've been reading lately called The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. Um, this book was originally mentioned to me by a friend, and there's really a few like top books in, in the Christian space of mental health, and this is one of the big ones, and I've never read it before, so um, I just wanted to kind of share with you my thoughts. Um, I actually grabbed a copy of this book from my library, and as soon as I started getting into it, I was like, oh, I have to order a copy for my house, because... This is the kind of book that you want to go back and read over and over again, come back to when there's struggles going on, and um, this has just been an awesome read. Um, and I really, really wanted to share it with you guys, share with you some of the things that stood out to me. It's about, it's over 200 pages. Um, it's full of really solid, meaty scripture and spiritual food. There's just a lot in there, in here. <laughs> it takes a while to kind of digest it all and to really think about it. I, what I was doing as I was going through it was really praying through each chapter because she highlights um, the different states of your mind and what could be going on there. Um, and so as I was reading it, I was just kind of asking the Holy Spirit to show me um, anything about my personal thought life that needed work. And so a lot of times I'd come to a certain chapter and it just hit home. And so I want to go through some of those chapters today that really meant a lot to me that really hit home for me. Um, there's so much that I want to share with you, but today I just wanted to kind of give you some highlights of what stood out to me and what I think will be impactful for you as well. If you're someone like me that lives a lot in their head, that you have a lot going on in your head, you, you worry, you ruminate over things, you're an overthinker, this book is 100% for you. And I think a lot of us fall into those tendencies. And what I really love about this book is that it showed me when it's helpful to dwell on certain things and when it's actually harmful for us. And spoiler alert, a lot of times it's harmful to dwell on things. But I do feel like, you know, it wasn't said in a way like as a matter of fact, like this is harmful, just stop doing it. It was more like let's dive deep into why we do this in our minds and how we can change it through scripture. So um, this week I was sharing with a few friends, I was talking to them about a part of the book that really had a huge impact on me. Um, she talks about how the enemy has influence over our mind in so many different ways. And a lot of times it's through spiritual warfare. It's, it's through different spirits. Um, so in, first, in 2 Timothy 1.7 it says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. And really I've kind of looked at that verse more deeply in the last year or two, and I've realized that fear is actually a spirit, and it's not a spirit from God. Um, so it's really a spirit from the evil one. God has actually given us a different spirit, a spirit of sound mind. And so I think that's something that I've kind of been thinking about asking God about, you know, what does that actually mean? And I think we know as believers that there's a spiritual battle going on. We know that there's a battle in the spiritual realm and that there are spirits everywhere. And this is not to say that we should fear them because we have the Lord fighting for us, but it does mean that we should be aware of that. So one of the spirits that she talks about is a spirit of passivity or having a passive mind. Um, this was super impactful for me. I felt like I could identify with this a lot. 
I'll read you a little bit. It says, um, Hosea 4, 6, it says, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. This statement is certainly true concerning the area of passivity. Most Christians are not even familiar with the term, nor do they know how to recognize the symptoms. Passivity is one of, is the opposite of activity. It is a dangerous problem because the Word of God clearly teaches that we must be alert, cautious, and active. See 1 Peter 5, 8. That we are to fan the flame and stir up the gifts within us. See 2 Timothy 1, 6. I have read various definitions of the word passivity, and I describe it as a lack of feeling, a lack of desire, general apathy, lukewarmness, and laziness. Evil spirits are behind passivity. Passivity. The devil knows that inactivity, failure to exercise the will, will spell the believer's ultimate defeat. As long as a person is moving against the devil by using his will to resist him, the enemy will not win the war. However, if he enters into a state of passivity, he is in serious trouble. So many believers are emotionally ruled that an absence of feeling is all that is needed to stop them from doing what they have been taught to do. They praise if they feel like it, give if they feel like it, keep their word if they feel like it, and they don't. if they don't feel like it, they don't. Um, I felt so much conviction over that because a lot of times I do let my feelings run the show, and I... And when I feel this feeling of, for me, it, it's overwhelm that, that goes into the passivity. When I feel like there's too much to do and I, I physically can't do it all, then I end up doing nothing. I don't know if you can relate to that. But, um, you know, and, and then it leads to procrastination, which, which has more problems down the road in my life. But there was just this conviction there of, of that actually being a spiritual battle when I feel that apathy, when I feel that passivity. It's like there's actually spirits behind that trying to get me to not be an active participant in what God wants for me in my life. And I love this little phrase that she put in here. She said, empty space is a place. And she put Ephesians 4, 27, neither give place to the devil. The place we give Satan is often empty space. An empty, passive mind can be easily filled with all kinds of wrong thoughts. A believer who has a passive mind and who does not resist these wrong thoughts often takes them as his own thoughts. He doesn't realize that the evil spirit has injected them into his mind because there was an empty space there to fill. Um, Just super convicting again because I think... What I tend to do is I say, well, I just don't know God's will in this situation. And that leads me to a place of passivity. And I tend to get myself all worked up because I want a clear answer or I want God to just, you know, hit me over the head with an answer, you know. But then I get into this place of doubt and uncertainty. And that leads me to what I was saying before, overwhelm, which leads me to do nothing. So I loved her challenge here to have an active mind and to really set my things, set my mind on things above. Again, I've heard all these things in church a hundred times before, but I, was I actually living this way? Was I actually living like I was in a spiritual battle, even in my mind? The answer was no, I wasn't living that way. I was letting thoughts come to me. I was accepting some of those thoughts as truth. I was living in a very passive state. Um, I also really love her chapter. She has a chapter called A Confused Mind, 
which is similar to the problem that I'm describing here, but I just wanted to go into it a little bit because there's some nuance there. And God has been putting this verse on my mind over and over again. So when I saw it in her book, I knew there was a reason why he had done that. Um, it's James 1, 5 through 8. It says, If any of you is deficient in wisdom, let him ask of the giving God, who gives to everyone liberally and ungrudgingly, without reproaching or fault-finding, and it will be given to him. Only it must be in faith that he asks, with no wavering, no hesitating, no doubting, for the one who wavers, hesitates, or doubts, is like the billowing surge out at sea that is blown hither and thither and tossed by the wind. For truly, let not such a person imagine that he will receive anything from the Lord. For being as he is a man of two minds, unstable and unreliable and uncertain about everything. Um, so this image of being tossed to and fro like the waves of the ocean. And that's how my mind feels sometimes. It's like I see it from one side and I see it from the other side. And I see the world's perspective. I see God's perspective and I'm being tossed to and fro. And so I loved her challenge in this book to really zone in on God's truth that he has planted in my life, that he has spoken over me, that his word shows me that his spirit is inside me and shows me the truth. Um, and letting that be my compass instead of me being tossed around to and fro and having this confused mind. Um, I also wanted to read you at the top of page, let me see, I think it's at the top of page 101. This is on the topic of the confused mind. It says, there are times when God leaves huge question marks as tools in our lives to stretch our faith. Unanswered questions crucify the flesh life. It is difficult for human beings to give up reasoning and simply trust God. But once the process is accomplished, the mind enters into a place of rest. Reasoning is one of the busy activities in which the mind engages that prevents discernment and revelation knowledge. There is a big difference in head knowledge and revelational knowledge. I don't know about you, but I want God to reveal things to me in such a way that I know in my spirit that what has been revealed to my mind is correct. I don't want to reason, to figure, and to be logical, rotating my mind around and around an issue until I'm worn out and confused. I want to experience the peace of mind and heart that comes from trusting in God, not in my own human insight and understanding. Um, that The reason why that stood out to me was because a lot of times I'm asking God to make things make sense for me. And then I will move forward. But that's not faith, right? Like faith is moving forward even though you don't know how all the puzzle pieces are going to work out. You just trust that God will work the puzzle pieces out together in your life. So I was feeling convicted reading that. I was feeling like, wow, I am trying so hard at times to reason my way through life and for things to make sense when I actually know what God's called me to do. It's just, I'm not sure about stepping forward in that because I don't have all the puzzle pieces figured out. So again, it's just, it's this radical trust, right? It's this laying down of, Lord, I don't need to have all the answers. I don't need to have it all figured out in my mind. I want to have it all figured out. It gives me anxiety not having things figured out, but Lord, I trust you. And that's when his peace enters in. That's when that 
peace that surpasses all understanding comes in your mind is when you surrender the plan, you surrender what you feel like, how you feel it should go, and you let God take care of that. (laughs) And so it's so much easier said than done, right? Like it's just something that we want the steps figured out ahead of time. But God has been really revealing so much to me in this book. And like I said, after every chapter, I'm asking him, what are some wrong thoughts? And he has exposed some things that I'm like, ooh, ouch, that hurts, right? Because I feel comfortable in those thoughts. I have been thinking that way for many years, maybe even decades I've been thinking a certain way. And so when you ask him to come in and kind of have surgery on your thought life, that is when you start to see some big things change. And so friend, I want to close today in a prayer for you. You can take this prayer later and pray it quietly between you and the Lord, but um, I want to just inspire, like, I want you to read this book for yourself because it's it's a personal thing with God. But I also want to pray over you and show you that that we can be free from these things in prayer and we can come to the Lord in prayer over this. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for bringing this incredible book um, to my lap in my library, Lord. Um, I praise you for um, Joyce Meyer writing this book, for the in-depth look at the mind that she went through to write this, that the words are inspired by you. Um, Lord, I pray that if there is anything blocking us from you, if there is any spiritual warfare, any evil spirits coming against us, I rebuke those in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I lift my friend up to you who's listening on the other line. Whatever spirits are plaguing her life, whatever confusion or apathy or depression or anxiety that is plaguing her heart and mind, I pray the blood of Jesus over her and I pray that this darkness would flee in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I thank you that you are present. You are willing to show us things. You're willing to give us secret knowledge and things that seem hidden to us. Lord, you are willing to make those things known to us. And I pray that if there is any wrong thought processes going on in our minds, that you will make that clear to us, that you will whisper to us with your gentle voice, show us how we're thinking wrongly, how we're believing lies, how we have maybe let the enemy in, Let the door open for him. Let him into our lives, Lord. Please help us to see those areas and to fight back with truth and scripture. Um, The enemy likes to take away our will to fight. And to once he gets us in that place of apathy, then we feel stuck. But Lord, I pray that today we will break those chains, that we will be unstuck, that we won't have apathy about this anymore, and that we will take up our armor and fight, Lord. I thank you for your grace and your mercy and always speaking to us, always getting us out of the pit we get ourselves in, always rescuing us, Lord. You are our redeemer, our rescuer. We love you. Um, I thank you for the other friend on the other side of this podcast listening. Thank you for their heart, their soul, their mind. Protect them. Give them victory in this battle. In your name, amen. All right, my friends, that is it for today. I'm so thankful for you listening to this podcast. If you have time, please rate and review the podcast for me. That would mean the world to me if you did that. Um, If you could just write a little review because that helps me get out to other people if you write a review on this podcast. So I thank you guys for listening. Have a wonderful day. I will see you next time.